Hello and welcome to the Swine Disease Reporting System. This is the Report 27. My name is Daniel Linares with Iowa State. Hello, my name is Giovanni Trezan with the Iowa State. Hello, my name is Edison with Iowa State. And we have our special guest here today, Dr. Paul Yeski. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, this is Paul Yeski from the Swine Vet Center in St. Peter, Minnesota. All right, that, that's uh, that's great. We are going to talk about uh, the report as usual. But uh, first, let's uh, before we talk about pathogen detection and disease detection, which are all within uh, the expected range based on our forecasting models, let's talk first with uh, with Paul here some of the uh, COVID nineteen related challenges that the swine industry is facing as as we speak. As a quick introduction here, due to social distance requirements, employees from farms or slaughter plants that are affected with COVID-19 are, uh, are of course not allowed to show up to work. And uh, at least that we know of, there is at least six uh, slaughter plants that were closed due, due to the high number of uh, confirmed positive employees. Uh, and when they close, those facilities close, they close for 14 days, uh, or more, more or less. So uh, that, that brings a, 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 a big economic, uh, economic hit to the swine industry, because if the swine plants are closed, of course, finishing pigs need to be held for longer in the field. And uh, if finishing spaces are also occupied, there is limited or no space for wind pigs uh, to go from south farms, right? So as a result, as a res result, the wind pig um, uh, price dropped to the ten, fifteen dollar range, and uh, so and this impact in the swine market may uh, or may not. That's why I want to hear from from Dr. Yaski here. That this impact may affect implementation of health interventions, increased number of animals being held in the field. Uh, euthanizing x many pigs per batch or or even whole whole batches and uh, when this is all resolved there will also be a, a increased uh, awareness for biosecurity and biocontainment as there will be a high number of truck loads coming uh, uh, to, to pick up these animals so with that paul what, what's your perspective with your clients on on all these ongoing crises and challenge due to covid 19 well, it's certainly been a, a challenge for sure. Uh, I think uh, to say we're in unprecedented times is uh, probably a huge understatement. Uh, but, you know, just trying to figure out uh, how to flow the pigs and where the numbers are going and what's going to happen is uh, really an hour-to-hour -hour change for, uh, for the clients and uh, definitely making life more difficult for everyone in the, in the country. I said I, I liken it to being at the airport and... Uh, you get on the escalator, you get to the top, and the crowd is all the way to the escalator, and the escalator is full behind you. Uh, our system is truly a just-in-time system, and so with that being said, uh, the challenge is, is how do we get extra space in the system? And so uh, that's where we're, we're needing to look at doing things that we haven't necessarily done before. And so um, certainly as the plant closures have happened and we've been kind of in the middle of that area here with several of the plants being closed uh, right in our practice area so it's uh, gotten to our clients right away and uh, definitely 
made some very hard decisions on mm-hmm. um, having to euthanize pigs and um, and making some room on those heavy heavy market weights. The other long-term question is is um, what will the capacity be of these plants as they open back up, and what will the plants? What's the capacity of the plants that are currently operating? And uh, you know, what are we going to have to look at as we go forward? And um, you know, we've been able to hold pigs up probably surprisingly better than we thought by increasing barn temperatures, uh, decreasing density of diets, and um, mm-hmm. tightening down feeders and those sort of things. So. Uh, surprisingly, we've been able to slow up the pigs, but that just means you have more heavyweight pigs. Uh, they may not be as heavy as they would have been, but now you've got more of them on inventory to get work through the system. And uh, that's really the questions is how fast will we get them through the system? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and what will their value be? <laughs> that's the other question. Yeah. What, what will they be worth? Along those lines, how... Uh, can can the how heavy can can you keep those pigs out there in the barn so that they they still feed in the barn and and stocking density before they they start uh, 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 having major challenges and of course like you said before they lo- lose market value too so how heavy they can they can get yeah I think the the answer is it depends upon the plant you're selling to you know what's uh, what's the capacity of that plant for killing pigs as far as weights and uh, that sort of thing what can they hang on the rail um, that certainly has an the value certainly has an effect and um, whether you've topped the barn some of those sort of things as well you know do you have enough square footage for the pig but uh, there's just a lot of different factors come into how many pigs you can have in the pen and um, and then where you're selling to and all those sort of things. So there's a lot of different uh, different models for each farm. So each farm's kind of got its own, has to have its own uh, set of parameters to work off of and and try and figure out what's going to be the best answer for them. Um, you know, certainly as we've gone through these, you know, one of the discussions has been, are there some ways that, uh, you know, we may be able to help ourselves with some of the health challenges uh, that a flow might have. And so some people are looking at making some holes in production just to uh, try and stabilize some uh, disease uh, challenges that they may have in their herd and how can we uh, take a, a bad situation and make it better. Um, you know, looking at uh, doing some of those sort of things or doing some partial depops. Mm-hmm. If we're going to euthanize pigs, let's euthanize the pigs that uh, uh, have more issues than, than just the healthy pigs. And also, this report, it's uh, it's about swine disease reporting system, so focusing more on this aspect. So with this market being disrupted like like that, it's, uh, do you see your, your clients backing off in vaccinations or other uh, health interventions to save costs? and? What will be the impact on that going forward this summer or, or fall in terms of disease spread? Yeah, I think that's a, a very good question. I think it's always good to go back and uh, review some of those routine procedures that we have in place, whether it's vaccinations or treatment protocols or uh, feed-grade medications. So it's good to go review those and say, what do we really need and take a hard look at it. Um, I think as we go through the summer here, generally as we move into the summer months, 
we tend to see the health status uh, improve. Uh, we can move more air, mm-hmm. etc., through the barns. And so I, I think the summer months will be okay. It'll be a little bit more challenge if people start to change things as we go into the fall and uh, get into more of the uh, changing weather into the fall period if we don't have, um, you know, if some of those diseases aren't under control. So I think it's an opportunity to stabilize uh, some of these issues before we get to that time frame. All right. Yeah, thanks for sharing all, all that with us. And so let's uh, move forward here, getting into the report, talking about PERS detection. And uh, first, just a quick update. There has been a change in the program. Uh, Giovanni Trevisan has uh, completed his PhD in a r- record time. He did that under three years. And uh, with uh, with uh, everything that uh, that in his thesis and beyond has been published, so really... Uh, 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 defended his degree with uh, with uh, flying wheels. There, pretty. We are all, we were all proud of him, and so we are lucky to have him uh, to continue to work with the swine disease reporting system at least for a while now. With uh, as a postdoc associate, so uh, we'll continue working with him, Paul. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. And and so Edison Magalhães is now, uh, as part of his graduate education, uh, also working on the Swine Disease Reporting System project, uh, among other projects that he's working. And uh, Edison will now be updating the data sets and building the reports. So I'll turn now, let me turn over to Giovanni, who will talk with Edison about those uh, next uh, uh, couple pages in the report. Thank you, Daniel. And right now we are going to enter in the uh, agent detection pages. And the first one is PERS virus detection by PCR. And that's the page number two of the report. And we can see that the number of cases tested was about 6,200 for the months of March and April, very similar between those two months. The detection is within the expected for this period of the year. And the change that we see is on the RFLP detection that is data only from ISU VDL, the, where the RFLP pattern 1H4 moved from the third to the second position when compared with the uh, year of 2019. Edson, what other comments do you have about this data uh, on PERS virus detection by PCR? Oh, well, as you said, Giovanni, it's it's pretty pretty stable compared to the month of Mar- March. So, for example, we have uh, on South Farms, the detection was around 25%. On the winter market, it was around 38%. And uh, the unknown category was around 14%. And so if we compare with the result from the previous month, it's pretty pretty similar. We had a, uh, by the way, we have a small activity in a few states in the in the Midwestern region, but uh, it stabilized in, in the following ones. So now it's it's still within the forecasted value uh, for detection. And we saw also, for example, when we compare with the uh, Morrison Swine Health Monitoring Project, uh, it's, it's stable there. The, the incidence of PERS is, is stable now for the last, for the previous weeks. Thank you, Edson, for your comment. Dr. Yeski, any comments about PERS virus? What are you seeing with your clients at this time of the year? 
Yeah, I would agree with uh, what the report is saying, that things have been relatively quiet as we went through April and uh, starting into May here. But uh, again, historically, if we go back and look, it seems like generally in that uh, first, the second week, or first half of May anyway, we oftentimes will see a little spike in breaks as the temperatures jump up and down a little bit more um, through the transitional weather, I think has an impact there. You know, as barns start to open up and maybe not get opened up as quickly as possible. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here as we go through May, if we see a little jump there. I do think it's interesting that um, we're seeing, uh, again, on the Morrison Swine Health Monitoring Project that we're about similar to last year. And uh, you're predicting it to be similar on another set of data with the diagnostic data. So hopefully we can continue to be a stable year. But We'll see what happens there in the next couple of weeks. Hope that you continue like that. So moving to the next page, we're going to talk about detection of enteric coronavirus by PCR. And we can see here that the detection of PED and Delta coronavirus is within the expected boundaries for this period of the year. And we have only seven detection of TG uh, cases among 3,200 cases tested. What other comments do you have for this data set, Edson? Well, yeah, as you mentioned, so we can see when you compare the, for example, with the previous months, we can see that it's pretty stable, but the major decrease in, regarding the, the age category uh, what occurred on winter market annuals for both for PED and, and Delta coronavirus, but it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty stable. We think the forecast is valid by the model, but we can see that in the, the red line, that was the, the, the major one that contributed to, the, to the, 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 the overall decrease compared to the month of March. Dr. Yeskin, you have been challenging the industries that you sh we should be aggressive on a plan to eliminate the entire coronavirus from the swine industry. When is the right time to start that and who should lead that initiative? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to comment on that. Uh, certainly, I think with the uh, relative numbers we have in the industry uh, today, it's a disease that we could, we could certainly eliminate. I think uh, the timing would really be right now. Um, I think it's a unique opportunity, and it's interesting to listen and look at the report that the wean to finish is going down. I think one interesting thing that's happening right now that I never thought would happen is we're emptying out packing houses. Uh, so the packing plants are sitting for a while. Those larages don't have any pigs in them. And so that may help us on some of that side of the equation that would have probably never happened in any other opportunity before. And so uh, hopefully we can clean up the plants a little bit. If we clean up the plants, that helps the uh, wean to finish sites and uh, just continues to reduce the numbers. And I think we want to take advantage of the the seasonal impact, the summertime, we generally tend to see less outbreaks and less uh, issues. And so I think with some of the changes in the structure of the industry, some of the uh, concerns we have, you know, going ahead and moving forward with a disease elimination plan for PED and Delta Corona, I think the timing now is excellent and may be an opportunity for us to uh, get these out of the system as well as TGE. In your opinion, we should tackle the three at, of them at the same time? 
Yeah, I think that there's, uh, I think we can do all three at the same time because the uh, programs would be similar for any one of the three. And um, and so I think we could do all three at the same time. And certainly it's going to have to be a, um, a combined effort. Uh, certainly the veterinarian, the herd veterinarians, um, the producers uh, are all going to have to want to do this and uh, and move forward for the industry. But I think it gives us an opportunity to get rid of a headache uh, that a lot of herds have to deal with every winter, but not a lot of herds. So it's a good opportunity to get that one out of the, out of the system. And is it something that starts with the system and, or, or is, uh, is, is start uh, already coordinating at the state level or even national level? How, how do we get that done? Well, I think first of all, we need to get the we need to get people to buy buy into the idea that it's important and uh, that it's possible. And so, I think the step one is getting people to believe that we can move forward with it. And uh, certainly, starting at the state level and moving up, it, it's going to have to be a nationwide program. Where I think it's it's proven to us over time that we can continue to bring it back every winter, even though things quiet down in the. Yes. Uh, In the summer, it comes back every winter, and uh, we can move it around the industry. So it's going to have to be an indus whole industry-wide effort, for sure. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that, those comments, Dr. Yes. Very much appreciated. And moving to the last page of agent detection by PCR, where we talk about mycoplasma hyomony, we can see see that the detection of mycoplasma hyomony is within the expected for this period of the year. Any comments on this page, uh, Edson? So yeah, it's pretty stable, Giovanni. Everything is, is within the forecasted for mycoplasma, so no additional comments on that. With that, we conclude the agent detection by PCR, and we have the last page to talk about that is disease diagnosis report at a CUVDL. And in this page, uh, PERS continues to lead the respiratory case, rotavirus, the digestive, and streptococcus with the nervous uh, diagnosis. Any further comments here, Edson? No, Giovanni, no comments on that. Everything is quiet. So our statistical model didn't capture any alert for all the, the three categories of diseases. Okay, thank you. And with that, I will turn back for Dr. Linares, and yes, to have a final discussion about diseases diagnosis here. Oh, just wanted to ask, Paul, what what are the major challenge, major major health challenges affecting your affecting your herds uh, going forward from from here? Now, what do you expect between now and and summer? Uh, what are the major health challenges and If you could share with us your thought process to decide what you're going to do with those between eliminating, controlling, or just sitting back and, right, because some of those will just sit back and watch. And uh, how, how do you convince your clients to, to, to buy those strategies? Sure. And I think one of the, the good things about this time of the year as we head into the warmer months is generally things tend to uh, stabilize and quiet down. And so that's one of the things we want to take advantage of is as we get into that time frame, like I say, once we get through the transitional weather of spring, uh, then oftentimes we see a, a good period through the summer. Um, and so it is a, it's a great opportunity if we've got some 
challenges that we'd like to eliminate, like a, a mycoplasma is a long-term uh, project that takes to uh, mm -hmm. to get that established and get that in place. But uh, it's a great time to finish them up in the summer. Uh, a lot of the PERS breaks happen in the winter. And so what we've seen is uh, we have better success in eliminating those through the summer months as well. Uh, if we can end those up in the summer, it just makes it easier for all the cleaning and hygiene that we have to do. And we're able to move more air uh, through these time frames with the ventilation system. So I think all those things help if we're going to be doing those, uh, ending those projects as we come into the summer months, if you can plan ahead mm -hmm. uh, for those is, is a good idea. And for as far as health challenges, I think uh, what the report is showing is what we see uh, in the Fairway House. We see a little bit more of the rota, uh, the rota C tending to be one of the headaches for us. Uh, the flu tends to always hang around and be an issue. Um, and um, the strepsis in the uh, wean pigs uh, always uh, continue the strep suis and the other suises as well in the in the nursery phase continue to be the headaches for people out there. About APP, have you seen any, or has has it been a a headache? Yeah, the APP for us, uh, we took a pretty hard line on that uh, back in the. Um, late 80s, early 90s, and uh, most of our clients eliminated the APP. So uh, fortunately, we don't have to deal with it. But uh, generally, this time of the year would have been a time frame when you get in the transitional weather where the APP can be more of a challenge. Um, but uh, like I say, many farms have uh, taken the opportunity to eliminate it. And certainly one of those diseases, I think, uh, is one that would be worth getting out of the out of the system. All right, so that uh, brings us to that. That's about it. We had to to cover uh, for the report twenty seven. Really appreciate your your time. I know that we're talking about disease here and monitoring and and those challenges. We could we could go the the whole day, right? <laughs> talking about that, having fun. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave it here for the interest of time. And uh, appreciate again your time, uh, Dr. Yeski, to join us in this uh, for this conversation. Any any additional yeah. comment? Any any? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to share some of our thoughts. And uh, we, like I said, we are in unprecedented times, so it'll be interesting to see what the next few months bring here for us. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be watching. All right, uh, that's it then, and uh, uh, see you all next uh, month. Thank you. I'll get real Put it